Thank you everyone for joining us today for our Thought Leadership Series. My name is Brandon Cooper and I'm the Chief Risk Officer here at Venminder. Today I'm absolutely thrilled to be joined by Joanne Barefoot. Joanne is CEO of Barefoot Innovation Group, the co-founder of Hummingbird RegTech, Senior Advisor to the Omidyar Network, and host of the podcast show Barefoot Innovation. A noted advocate of regulation innovation, Joanne is a Senior Fellow Emerita at the Harvard Kennedy School for Business and Government and is writing a book on financial innovation and regulation. She's been Deputy Comptroller of the Currency, a partner at KPMG, Co-Chairman of the Treeland Risk Advisors, and Staff Member at U.S. Senate Banking Committee. She's an angel investor. She serves on the Board of Opportune and advises financial companies and governments worldwide. She also serves on the uh, FinTech Advisory Committee for FINRA, is an executive board member of the International RegTech Association, and a member of the Milken Institute U.S. FinTech Advisory Committee. Joanne chairs the boards of the Center for Financial Services Innovation and FinRag Lab, and previously served on the CFPB's Consumer Advisory Board. Joanne has published nearly 200 articles and is a popular keynote speaker addressing thousands of people annually throughout the world. So welcome, Joanne. I think this is going to be a tremendous session. Thank you. I was delighted to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, let's start off with just a very basic question. How have you seen how reg tech firms are enhancing the way in which organizations are doing third-party risk? So I think if we step back and look at the wide framing on what is facing us as both an opportunity and a challenge, the third-party risk area is being transformed as is everything else by new technology. And the challenge I think that is sort of at the heart of this is that there's a new generation of risk management tools that are emerging and are using newer technology. The big shift that's underway, and it's sort of obvious except we don't spend enough time to pause and think about it, is that we're moving from the analog era in which everything that we use today was originally invented on paper, then maybe it was automated, but it's still designed in that old paper uh, linear way. We're moving from that to the digital age. And when you digitize information and you can use it in any kind of format that you want to easily, instantly, cheaply, and so on, you make everything better, cheaper, faster, and more fluid. But the firms that are doing this, the firms at the forefront of it are, uh, are young. And so risk managers face the dilemma of how are we going to uh, embrace newer, better technology but also deal with the fact that we're not always comfortable with uh, things that don't have a long, long track record, a long regulatory approval history and that kind of thing. I think that is at the heart of the dilemma, but I think it is rapidly evolving that these newer risk management tools are coming into play. Some of the old firms are adopting them, but some of the young new firms are really at the forefront of inventing them. You know, it's interesting you say that. It, uh, it's one of the things we absolutely grappled with at my, uh, at my prior institution. And, and, in fact, just a few weeks ago, I was speaking at the FDIC, at the FFIEC, large and uh, complex supervisory uh, meeting. And one of the things I kind of told them about was what we had done at my prior institution, and, and it was really well received. It was an idea of creating what we called an, an initial risk committee to talk about new and emerging technologies 
And, you know, what do we expect of them? You know, are they just a great idea with a lot of good venture uh, capital funding or do they have the right, you know, compliance regimen uh, in place? And do they do they really uh, have the discipline and the expertise around, you know, following the consumer protection regulations? So it is absolutely something that we're we're all struggling with. I think it's sort of that double edged sword. In, in a lot of ways, it's really good for all of us. But at the same time, there is a real downside if, uh, you know, you engage with the wrong type of uh, reg tech company. Yeah, I love that you were at the FDIC. The new chairman, Yelena McWilliams, is really bringing visionary leadership to modernizing this whole area. She has set out to transform how they regulate banks over the next four or five years using technology, and uh, real, people should really keep an eye on, on that. And I think you'll find the regulators' view of risk management tools rapidly evolving but still, as you say, grounded in needing to be very cautious because there's a wide variety and there's a lot of risk if you get it wrong, obviously. It, it's interesting. I, I was watching the uh, webcast or the recorded webcast from the um, recent innovation conference that uh, the FDIC held between mm -hmm. uh, university and my alma mater and, uh, and the FDIC. Uh, and it actually occurred a week before I uh, was down there speaking. And I am absolutely impressed with uh, with uh, Ms. McWilliams, I, I think she is doing a phenomenal job. She is a terrific speaker, by the way, if, if yeah, anybody hasn't had the opportunity to listen to her. But I, I think she's going to bring a, just a, a world of change to, uh, to how the FDIC views some things. So do yeah, you have any for organizations as they begin uh, vetting a reg tech vendor to assist with their third-party risk management program? So the first thing is you need to be sure that your team understands this technology, which may seem obvious, but it is a challenge for a lot of companies to be able to have the right skill set to look at the newer technology and really understand how it's designed. Uh, secondly, obviously, you need to do your due diligence on the company's track record, its uh, referring customers, um, if the company has already been vetted by somebody who's a tough uh, grader, so to speak, that's going to help. Um, but then the rest of it, I think, in a lot of cases, turns into the question of whether you're willing to look at it in an experimental mode. In bank regulation, it's really difficult to do this. You know, fintech and regtech vendors who want to partner with banks talk about the third-party risk process being the graveyard of startups. They just can't get decisions fast enough. It takes months or even years sometimes, and some of these companies run out of runway. And of course, that may be part of the risk factor that that the bank needs to be avoiding. But um, I think the solution for this includes the evolving trend toward running uh, pilot tests and experimental tests with these companies, run it parallel to the old system to see whether they're actually doing better on objective measures and, um, and develop the confidence for yourselves that this is superior technology and also develop the, uh, the record to show to your regulator. A lot of banks are starting to bring their regulator into this type of conversation. As we were just saying, the regulators are increasingly attuned to the, the opportunity to improve risk management through these newer tools. And to do that, we're all gonna have to get hands-on and, and uh, measure results of pilot tests and be able to, 
to be sure that something's working or not working and then move it into a full deployment if it's if it is working and I, I completely agree with your idea of bringing in the regulator or you know even bringing in your auditor or your compliance uh, folks yes. early on in the, in the discussion so that you know absolutely exactly i mean so that you're really able to address any issues and you know make make an informed decision early on in the process rather than you know regretting it 6 months down the road <laughs> exactly yeah it's, you know one of the secrets to this whole thing is to get a much more diverse group of people into the room working together the industry is starting to adopt the tech world's uh, practice of so-called agile workflow and, and um, agile design and uh, you know the secret of that is that you get a team put together that has all the component parts that you need to think about and you have them work quickly and intensively on the project to get to a, a decision or to build what they're building as opposed to the traditional so-called waterfall workflows where you work on something and then you let you know you send it to compliance at the end of the road and then they hesitate to say that they don't think it works because everybody's already invested in it and so right. on you know that we have to break that model absolutely you know what are some of the best practices you like to share on managing cybersecurity risk as it pertains to reg tech vendors i know cybersecurity is just absolutely the you know, the hottest topic out there nowadays. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So again, widening the lens a little bit, I think the first thing we need to be thinking about here is that the industry needs to move into the cloud. And that reg bank regulators didn't even allow that until a few years ago. And the industry is, is still in an early stage and really all over the map in terms of using cloud computing. But it's counterintuitive for many people because the cloud seems like it's, you know, unsecured <laughs> as a word it does. But um, a, a properly designed cloud computing environment is more secure than an on-premises environment. And it's, it's less vulnerable to attack. It has fewer points at which it can be attacked. Um, you've got other experts helping you with the security issues, people who are at the forefront of security with um, cybersecurity risk management. So I think that risk managers need to be part of the project of migrating to the cloud. I'll also say not from the risk management side, but in general, that the, uh, the cloud is going to be the answer to enabling innovation because you can just pay for the amount of computing power that you are going to use instead of needing to invest in a, an IT system upgrade that requires capital investment and so on. I mean, it's a very transformative thing. Having said that, the rest of it really is looking at the mainly at the team of the vendor. Do they clearly know what they're doing? Do they have the right skills? And then looking at their security certifications and whether they are, you would want your vendor to be sure that they had the SOC 2 certification if that was the level that was needed for what you're doing and, and that they have addressed any issues that have that arose as they were being certified and so on. And you know that is an area where there's a lot of ability to rely on established standards and best practice uh, in security that the, the good uh, FinTech and RegTech vendors will be um, 
paying attention to. Sure. And, you know, just to uh, reflect on something you said early on there, you know, I've, I've often said that the days of the traditional in-house data center are really numbered at this point because more right. and more people are moving to the cloud. And, you know, it's expensive to maintain your own in-house data center with all the you know, required facility improvements uh, that, that have to happen. And, you know, it, it, it really argues for why don't we just all <laughs> move everything to the cloud, uh, take advantage of, of, you know, some best practices that are out there, the, uh, the uh, combined participation of, of an entire industry almost, as opposed to, yeah. you know, have to uh, maintain this expensive server farm. <laughs> it's so true. You know, the cloud is one of the reasons why the startups can compete in finance because they don't buy mainframe computers. I've talked to some of them who've talked about the uh, examiners of their banks where the, the vendor or the partner coming to uh, visit them and their first question under the old FFIEC uh, examination procedures was, show us your server room, who has the keys to it. And they're going, what server room? You know, right. we, don't, we don't have that. <laughs> That's right. It, it went away with the 8-track uh, player that we, we got rid of as well. <laughs> so, exactly. And, this, and the final question I have for you is one that I've, I've really been waiting to ask you because I, I think you, uh, your experience is going to lend a lot to this question. And what is, you know, what do you think the best approach is for the governing regulatory agencies manage and regulate reg tech companies? So whether they'll regulate them directly or indirectly is TBD and um, it'll, it'll evolve, I think, depending on what services individual companies are, are uh, providing. But the key to the regulatory challenge in this, and again, I'm a former bank regulator, is that the regulators are going to have to transform how they look at risk and through the, the same uh, process I described on moving to a digitized approach. And secondly, they're going to have to speed up. Uh, and I don't say that lightly. They're designed to be careful and slow, but they're going to have to speed up to be able to keep up with the technology change in this space. So the key thing that they need to do to accomplish those two things is number one, they need to change the mix of the people who are in the room. They need way more technology skills than they've had in the past. Um, and secondly, they need to run experiments. They need to do testing. We've had a global phenomenon over the last few years of regulators creating so-called sandboxes where they test regulation. In the United States, most of the Regulators don't care for the term sandbox, but they've called them greenhouses or labs or pilot programs. Even all the U.S. regulators have, uh, federal regulators and some of the states have launched these kinds of initiatives to be able to test things. And then there's a lesser known uh, regulatory invention emerging as well that started in the U.K. with the Financial Conduct Authority specifically to test reg tech or to, or to experiment with reg tech. And these are called tech sprints. They are hackathons. Um, the agency will tell you that we're regulators, so we don't like the word hack, so they call them uh, tech sprints. But they are, they put people who are regulatory and financial product and, and regulation experts at the same table with people who are tech experts 
and they transfer the knowledge of the regulatory experts to the heads of the people who can write code. And at the end of the several days or weeks, they've written code. And that code is beginning, is a start on figuring out a new and better way to do something that goes beyond our traditional methods of uh, talking and writing stuff. You know, the solutions are going to be in the computer technology. So this is catching on uh, widely, and the regulators are also encouraging the industry to do more experimentation, too, of the type that I talked about before. In December, for example, in any money laundering, uh, four bank regulatory agencies and FinCEN and the Treasury Department put out a joint statement encouraging the banking industry to use RegTech for AML and including to run pilots and saying we won't punish you if you run a pilot that's not successful. But everybody's realizing that to keep up with this change, we're going to have to be much more um, nimble and much more ready to ra do rapid learning. The tech world talks about rapid learning and uh, you know how do you how do you figure things out quickly, and then how do you continue to build on and improve uh, technology rather than update it every several years? You know, if you do that in these fields, it, it's going to be obsolete. Uh, so I think those are some of the keys for the regulators. I'm very optimistic that the regulatory agencies are beginning to embrace reg tech, beginning to understand the potential to do, do what seems like a miraculous alchemy, which is drive down costs and improve regulatory policy outcomes at the same time. And if you can do that, it's an enormous win-win. I completely agree with you. It, it's, one, it's funny because one of the things I often kind of focus on is the fact that, you know, regulations take years and years to come into play. I mean, and you, you look back, I mean, the uh, OCC Bulletin 2013-29 is still the one that's pretty much the gold standard for third-party risk management, along with the FFIEC guidance, of course. Um, but then other things that have come into play in, in recent years, such as the prepaid rule uh, that just came out, uh, you know, has been years and years and years in development. Meanwhile, the, mm -hmm. the leaders in the prepaid industry are very nimble and moving light years ahead. So by the time the regulation's in place, in, in, in effect, some of some parts of it may already be obsolete. So I like your approach of, you know, let's follow the Arizona model and create the sandbox and let's go out there and, and you know, look for ways to be innovative and, and encourage the regulators to be innovative themselves. Exactly. I have just formed a nonprofit uh, just last week called the Alliance for Innovative Regulation. Our acronym is AIR. And we are working on trying to pull together the uh, players from across the ecosystem into figuring out these kinds of problems. How can the, the regulators and the industry risk management professionals collaborate more closely and um, accelerate how we're going to get things done while still making sure that we're doing everything safely and carefully? That's great. That, that, that sounds like a wonderful initiative, and I, I, I wish you all the success in the world in that. I, believe me, as a former banker, we would absolutely welcome that because, you know, it's tough to feel like we're anchored to a regulation that uh, has, is, in effect, almost outdated in some ways. So to yeah. hear that kind of initiative is, is, is really terrific. <laughs> Any Thank final you. before uh, we wrap up for the day? I, I'll just say that Technology is the most important thing happening in both finance and financial regulation. 
maybe that seems obvious, but we don't act that way most of the time. The, the technology trends that are driving this, we tend to frame them as if they're innovations in financial products or reg tech solutions, but it's really the, the transformative tech trends that are reshaping every sector of our lives. It's big data, it's artificial intelligence, it's blockchains, it's voice technology, it's mobile uh, technology, it's the cloud. And you know, there's not a sector, a realm of life that isn't being changed by these things. You know, we've got drones and clones and CRISPR genetic engineering and 3D printed uh, items and driverless cars, all of this being driven by the same technologies and they're gonna transform how finance is done and therefore how financial regulation is done and therefore how third-party risk management is done. It's going to be exciting. There's going to be a lot of work, but we have the opportunity really to build a much better system than we have today if we do it right. I completely agree with you on that. And I think that's an excellent point to wrap up on. I'd like to thank you again, Joanne, for joining us. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, I hope that everybody can join us again for our next uh, thought leadership series segment.